listening to Soul Searching on KSFR with Rabbi Neil Amswich from Temple Beth Shalom in Santa Fe. Soul Searching is a journey where I engage with an array of thinkers from faith leaders to academics to artists to explore deep questions of meaning, questions that all of us ask at some point in our lives, such as why are we here? What is right and wrong? Is there good and evil? Is truth relative or absolute? Is there life after death? And to help us in our journey this evening, we're very honoured to welcome back to our show Terry Burnett from Tomorrow's Women, a Santa Fe-based non-profit that empowers Palestinian and Israeli women to create change in areas of conflict by inspiring them to build understanding, gain confidence and become leaders. And we're going to bring in some of those young women in a moment. But Tari, let's start with you. Welcome back to our show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So last time you were on this show, the group was called Creativity for Peace. And now it's called Tomorrow's Women. And so just to help clarify for everyone who, who knows Creativity for Peace and now Tomorrow's Women, what was, what was the reason for the change in name? Yeah, it's, you know, Creativity for Peace is such a beloved organization and name, and it was a really difficult choice. And that started long before me. Um, but part of it was that outside of Santa Fe, um, it was difficult to know what the organization stood for, what we were doing. Um, so that was part of it. But the single the single major reason that we chose to do the, the rebrand, the name change, is because the word peace is so politicized. And this is for both sides, the Israelis and the Palestinians. Um, and they, especially the young women in the West Bank, um, they actually would change the names themselves, call it Creativity for Palestinians, okay. just because of this, the social consequences. And so for us, changing the name to Tomorrow's Women, um, by and large, the young women were very supportive of it. They were part of that name change, along with many, many others on our board, donors, supporters, staff. Um, and, and then also the name is, is forward thinking, it's positive, and it really is a sense of empowerment. And, and those are the two main reasons that we chose to change the name. I find that fascinating that the, just the word peace has become so politicized. But as soon as you say it, I, I totally understand where that's coming from. People who say they're for peace and what does that mean and, and can be challenging. I, I really hear you. So, look, I know you've got an event coming up and I think it's especially worth you sharing that before we bring in our guests, yeah. our other, the, some of the young women from Tomorrow's Women. Sure. So August 4th, uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Farmer's Market Pavilion, we're celebrating Salam Shalom. So even though we've changed the name, peace is still very much part of our mission and vision. Um, and this signature event, Salam Shalom, a celebration of peace, um, is, is going to, to be just that, a celebration. It's family-friendly. You can go to our website, tomorrowswomen.org. Uh, to sign up and register. It's a BOGO, buy one, get one free, so you can bring folks. There's going to be live music, we hope, uh, wonderful food, and you'll get to meet the campers who are here this year from Israel and Palestine, um, as well as hear the stories of our senior young leaders. We hope everyone will join us. It sounds absolutely wonderful. And so now let's take an opportunity to meet some of these young women. So I'd like to welcome to our show um, two of the young women who have been part of Tomorrow's Women this year, Diala Sarawi and Lihi Naim. Welcome to both of you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So Diala and Lihi, maybe you could tell us something about yourselves, your age, where you live, 
And how long have you been involved in Tomorrow's Women? So, Diala first. Okay, uh, so hi, uh, I'm Diala and I'm 20 years old. Um, I'm from Palestine, Nablus, uh, in the West Bank. And I joined uh, Tomorrow's Women in 2018. Wonderful. Yeah. Hello, everyone. My name is Lehi Naim. I'm 21 and I'm living in Ertelia, which is uh, 10 minutes from Tel Aviv, the center of Israel. And I joined uh, Tomorrow Women's at 2016. So you've been here between you quite a while, actually, part of Tomorrow's yeah. Women. Yeah. So let's start with, with you, Lihi. As a young woman, what inspires you to be a peacemaker? Um, what role do you think young people have in bringing about change? Like, I believe that we can make the change when we are young. Like, we can do it now when we are um, fresh and we have... Uh, like fresh brain and like we want we want our future to be better and um, so i think always about my future and about my children's future when i will be mom and i want for them a better future than i had and i think that also yeah you. the same same because you know um younger us like as cambers have different personalities than we are right now and I believe that this organization helped us to like develop the personality we had. And um, yeah, as she said, we need a better future for our children. And um, uh, I guess this is where we can start. Like this is the starting point. This is the beginning of something bigger. <coughs> and we came here again to like show the campers right now that we are here because this worked. This has actually worked for us. And like we developed everything and we are here to do more. So that's a wonderful phrase that you've used. You said it worked. So maybe you could share each of you, maybe starting with Diala, what does it mean for you for tomorrow's women to have worked? Like um, for me, it helped me to like notice myself better and like know what I need from my country and where I stand to my country. Like I felt like I'm more Palestinian than I thought before. Huh. Yeah, I thought like I loved my country more than I ever thought because you know you share your experiences, you think about stuff you never thought about when you were in your country, because different people, different cultures, so that kind of stuff that helped me to like notice myself better and like know things about myself. Nice. And actually, when I was camper in 2016, I I didn't know about the other side, and I'd never believe I will have a friend from the other side and like suddenly uh, at the camp I have I've made a lot of connections with Arab girls uh, and I always say to to the campers that I'd never believe I will have a friend that seems to be my blood uh, and this this is was amazing and I think that that's really touched me and give me the opportunity to get more about the other side. I think it's fascinating to hear that it's not just connecting people, but that you're, you're using words like friends. Um, and you said you never envisaged, you never imagined having, having them as friends before. What is that? Does that work when you go home? What, is there tension? Is, is it something that's accepted? Let's start with Lihi first, then Diala. Okay. Like, I've learned at the camp that we are whole humans. And... I can be happy and the other girl can be happy also. And I can be sad and she can be also sad. 
like we are whole humans so when i back all my my thinking was changed like i i saw the people and the the soul of the people and of the person and not the how he look and from where he came like only the soul of the of the person and yeah nice thank you Diala actually coming to the United States like whenever this begins you don't know the people you're going with you only meet them one time so it's like going to meet strangers so that kind of stuff gives you like different way of thinking different cultures different minds you get to like engage with them and also as a camber you don't have phones right that's a good thing that's a good thing because you're focused on each exactly, other exactly yeah. because like you're feeling bored you don't sit on your phone and like go on social media you just open some chat between you and the other girls and that leads to another conversation and you became closer and like through three weeks you feel like they are like literal like nothing but at the end you feel like they became your comfort zone in the United States and even if you have hard times so you can't like use your phone you just need to sit with the girls and like solve it together uh, and that's what make it stronger that's fascinating because that that has a real statement I think about social media but also about our comfort zone that if we if we face something challenging if we have a confrontation with someone a natural tendency would be to go to our comfort zone the people who will support us the people who are already who already approve of who we are and what we do but what you're saying is the opposite which is no you can't run away from this you're kind of confronted with it what does that feel like it's actually part of the staff work to make you feel like you're welcomed and you can feel free to like tell them whatever you're feeling that's a kind that's so important for the staff to be doing for the campers because if they didn't do this the campers will feel like they're alone and they can't like share whatever they feel with anyone so that's an important thing and also if you stayed in your comfort zone you wouldn't get developed and you won't be facing new things or experiencing new things so that's the good thing about that you get out of your comfort zone and you face another things and you learn how to face them sometimes it was hard but like you can't run away from what's happening and you can't uh, speak with your family when when it's hard like you have only once a week uh, a call phone um, so in the first day it was hard but then when when I felt like comfortable with the girls so it started to be more easy for me to speak with them and to share with with them what we have what I feel and Actually, every day we had a dialogue. They have a dialogue. Mm -hmm. So in the dialogue, it's three hours. In the dialogue, they, they have the opportunity to share. And they need to feel comfortable to share about themselves. And it's, on, it's not only to speak about the conflict. It's, it's to speak about what they have and what they feel. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm so moved by you being here and sharing this experience. And already, I mean, I've been connected to this organization for eight years now. But just hearing the way that for you being, being thrown in, essentially, and supported so that you can dialogue, so that you must dialogue, I think it, it's quite extraordinary, actually. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break. When we come back after the break, I'm going to ask you the really difficult question about gender. And about is there something unique about being women that helps in peacemaking? 
So you're listening to Soul Searching on KSFR with Rabbi Neil from Temple Beth Shalom. My guests this evening, two extraordinary young women from Tomorrow's Women, Diala Sarawi and Lihi Naim. And we'll be back after this break. back listening to Soul Searching on KSFR with Rabbi Neil from Temple Beth Shalom. My guests this evening, Diala Sarawi and Lihi Naim from uh, two of the young women involved in Tomorrow's Women. And we've been talking about your peace work. Um, the, the fact that the group is now called Tomorrow's Women, as Tari mentioned earlier, what role do you think that women have specifically in bringing about change? Um, Diala, shall we start with you? Um, <coughs> like through the years, from the past years till now, we used to be like the women are the weakest part of the community, and like the men takes control of the decisions, the the whatever they have to like take control of. But like seeing women there facing different ages uh, is something different from whatever you can see in your own community. You feel the power, you feel empowered by the women you see by. <coughs> Like you see some kind of, they bring us, they bring women, uh, like they did something, like they they do something in here and like they share some stuff about their lives and you feel like you're empowered, like you're as a woman, you can do whatever you want. And that's something unique about this. Like there's no men to like take control in the camp. It's all women. You share everything. Like you feel free to say whatever you want. So that's that's kind of unique in this. Um, I can share for my life experience that I am the own child of my mom and my dad is not in the picture like I always grow with my mom and I used to saw such a strong woman such a fighter woman who always fight for for better future for me and for all all the people those around us and so I feel that women have power in their hands to make change because they think about the future, they think about the people that close to, to them. They and are wiser. Women yeah. are wiser? Yes. Yeah. Uh, tell, me, tell me why. I, I don't take offense at this, so be honest. Tell me, what's that wisdom that, you're, that, that you see, that you experience, that, that is so important? I guess because they think out of passion. Maybe that's why for me. And um, they can hold so much emotions and like act for the thing they need to act for. They don't mix it together. So that's, that's so good. <laughs> Interesting. So can I ask, it's called Tomorrow's Women. Do you think there should be a Tomorrow's Men? Uh, Lihi? No. <laughs> okay, tell me why. But that's not a unique opinion, by the way. I hear that every year, and I think it's a really important thing to say. So, so why should there not be a tomorrow's man? 
I don't know why, but we are so strong together. Like we have each one of us, she, we have power in our hands, but together we are. Like we share the powers we have. Yeah, we are more strong together. And I don't know why. I, I don't think that men are not succeed to do that. But actually women are easier to work with. Like they are flexible with whatever you say. They take the thing you say, even they, if, if, even if they don't agree, they like process it in their minds. They see the, the consequences about it and they see the good thing and then they can decide. But men will always look for the, the next step. They won't look for the step they have to take right now. They will look for the next step. But women, like, I guess they go through all the process. See, that's fascinating because because the organization is called Tomorrow's Women. And as Tari said, you know, there's, there's setting the vision. And as you said at the beginning, you know, thinking about the world for the future. But it sounds like what you're saying is that your experience of women is that you can only set the future by actually being real in the present. Yeah. And, and that seems like a very different thing as opposed to setting up some kind of patriarchal plan. Here, here are the steps we need to do. You, you seem to be saying, and I'm a man reflecting, so tell me if I'm wrong. Um, you seem to be saying, but what's here now? Because we can't do the future without setting exactly. the present right. Yeah, exactly. the future depends on the present. Whatever you, done, you do now, it will be reflected on the future. Yeah, exactly. Do you find maybe part of the, part of the strength of tomorrow's women is that in not totally 100%, but most politics, especially in this region we're talking about, is, is, has been a man's domain or primarily male domain. Is it a sense of men have had their chance, they haven't done it, now it's time for the women to take over? Or is that too simplistic? Well, I guess, I guess that we've seen what men have done. So it's now the time for the women. Yeah. Do, do you get that sense as well, Liki? Yeah, exactly. I think that we have a power together as a woman, and now it's the time for us. Like in the past, it was there were the the mass, and now it's time for us to to change the future. So, I guess part partly hearing your responses, I want to pick up on this power. What is this power, and I guess how has it been held back? And the reason I ask that question, how has it been held back in the past, leads to how do we help make that power more powerful? And the answer I appreciate could be step aside, right? Step aside, Rabbi Neil, you're male, you've done your bit and the world hasn't improved. It's our turn. What is that power and how can people be allies to that power? Um, Diala, let's okay. go with you. First. I guess... Um it's not that men have to step aside. It's like we, as a community, we need to work together, men and women, because, you know, both have some specific powers in th on their sides. And like maybe, yeah, women can do everything, but like also men have something they can add to the women, you know. So, yeah, I guess we'll have to work together. But men should know that women are capable of taking decisions. Not only that they should be in control, not that um, men can say, like, man, a man can say, you're a, you're a woman and you can't take that decision. No, they have to, like, give us the trust that, yeah, we can do anything and then we can work together. I guess this is the best. Thank you. Lee. I can say that I'm only 21, but I don't know why I'm always thinking about 
the future when I will be mom. Like I'm thinking about the future of my children and I want for them a better future. I can share for my life, for my uh, friends uh, near me that like, I don't think that men in my age thinking about the future of their children. Like, so I guess that, that that's what make me more power um, with more power in my hands because I'm thinking about what will happen in the future of my life, of my children's life, of my uh, mom life, like of everyone near me. Um, exactly, like a t um, an 18-year-old girl is wiser than an 18-year-old boy. Do you think part of this, um, Diala, you were saying before about emotion. And I wonder if in some sense emotion has been pulled away from a lot of dialogue, a lot of debate, because emotion is seen as being irrational. Um, and again, this is a, a very strong gender um, stereotype, but the idea that men um, tend to be rational, put things in boxes. And so it's easier to compartmentalize, but also easier to separate real life from decision making. Do you think some of the power of what you're talking about, the, some of the strength of being young women is when you said about emotional, do you think part of the challenge has been that emotion has seen, been seen to be irrational? Because I don't get that sense that you are irrational people at all. So is that a real thing? Is emotion seen as irrational and therefore women are disempowered by being emotional? Um, either of you, um, let's say, Lihi, is, is, that a, is that a sense or is that just, again, my manly, like I'm trying to summarize something logically which isn't really logical? Um, I think we can share, share our feelings more easier than men. I don't know ah, okay. why, why it's happened, but I've, I, I see my friends and... I know that I can share better than them. That, like they prefer to save to themselves the, the things that they feeling. And I prefer to share it to the world and to be more open with, with the people near me. Actually, actually, I guess it's because of the community because men always grew up knowing that they would lose their manhood if they cry in front yeah. of anyone. So yeah, that's kind of, and a power for us as right. women, like because we can express our emotions the way we want, and that's a healthy thing. Like emotions shouldn't be shouldn't be kept uh, inside. I think this is wonderful, very helpful, very important because you're right. That social um, uh, expectation going back decades. Um, you know that old radio song. You know, big boys don't cry and so on. But you should. So so is actually part of the strength of bringing peace actually being able to be emotional and say this is what hurts me and this is what i enjoy I, is that part of the part of the process here being able to talk about it because back in palestine and uh, where she lives it's so hard to like you can't talk about it why is that why can't you talk about it because it's just a side you pick there's nothing to talk about so here it's where you negotiate it where you where you feel like you can speak freely about it without being judged by others, because all of us are living in the same 
situation, but different stories and different point of views. Yeah, exactly. Do you have the same experience of, of one can't really talk about it? Um, I guess no, because like in the in the past when I was in uh, in high school, we talk about it always. And just last week, I finished my serving in army uh, for four years, and we always talk about it. But we can do anything then join to to organization that peace organization and right. stuff like that because we are not in the political we are not political people um yeah so in in the we've got two minutes left or so if it's not if it's difficult to talk about it at home what hope for peace is there how do we transform that climate um lihi do you want to go first yeah, so I can say that when I back home from the camp in two, in 2016, something changed in my mind, in my brain. Like, I I used to tell my people, my friends, my family that always, always see the, the people that stand in front of you and see his soul, his heart, and always... Always know that he's human like you. He he have feelings. He have a hurt. Like he ha he, he is human like you. If he wear hijab and if he is from Palestine, it's not matter. We are all humans, and I think that we can, as a young leaders, we can do the change if we we will transfer what we learn here to the people who close us thank you Diala to round us off um, well for me it's not easy to talk about it because um, it's not a thing my people usually do and it's not allowed like to their um, mind and thinking and opinions it's not allowed so I choose to say it to the closest that would not judge because you know they didn't live this experience if you tell it to someone lives in Palestine they would think that you're going to have fun and like make everything normal as if there's no war as if there's no one is dying and especially for my story because my father died <coughs> by soldiers so it's kind of i will get judged if i told them what i'm doing here so I, i'll choose some kind of people and tell it them in a different way because I don't say, yeah, we go to see Israelis and sit with them. No, I say that we go and negotiate it. We go uh. and we go and like talk about it. We we go and like see what is ha what is really happening behind social medias. Yeah. I I so appreciate you two coming in and sharing some of your perspective. I think the work that Tomorrow's Women does as an organization is extraordinary, but fundamentally it's extraordinary because of the participants, because of those who fly thousands of miles to to help make the world a better place to see the humanity of each other to work towards peace i think you are both absolute role models it's been an absolute pleasure to have you both here thank you thank, thank you. you so much you've been listening to soul searching on ksfr with rabbi neil amswich from temple beth shalom and thanks again to my guests diala sarawi and lihi naim i um, really appreciate you being here until we return again in two weeks time Keep searching.